Julie. And I'm Lisa, and together we are Two Sober Chicks. I miss my whole cue. It's okay. That's all right. So I'm in my pajamas. We have our teas. If you, you have a pajamas? tea and you're at home, we raise our glasses and we say cheers. Well, it's a, nice a mess sound. outside here in Toronto. It's snowed all night and now it's raining and windy. Yeah. And to- oh, wow, it's cleared. Like 15 minutes ago when I looked outside, I could not foggy. see. It was so foggy yeah. out there. Yeah. We're having weird weather changes. Rapid weather changes. We are in February of 2020 mm-hmm. and we broadcast live from Toronto. That's right. Two sober chicks. We have uh, Instagram, <laughs> we have Twitter, and we have cute little business cards. So if you want to, uh, you know, to share the love and spread the word on the back, uh, we have printed the serenity prayer. Mm-hmm. So it's like a little thing you can stick in your purse or your wallet and keep it with you and pass when you meet a newcomer who's maybe struggling and needs some support. Mm-hmm. I met somebody the other night who didn't have a sponsor and you know, was at that beginning stage, and so I gave them a, a little business card. Maybe they listen, maybe they don't, but at least they have the serenity prayer on the back. Yeah, so I love that. I kind of like that too. Um, so you can contact us at the number two sober chicks at gmail.com. That is our email. You can ask us any questions, talk about your own recovery. If you want to shout out, say, I'd love it if you guys would shout mm-hmm. out to me. I'm a hundred days sober or mm-hmm. wherever milestone you're at. We would love to celebrate with you. Yep, and if you want to visit Lisa, she lives at 123. <laughs> <laughs> Here at the studio, otherwise known as my kitchen table. Mm-hmm. It's funny because someone, a newcomer came up to us and was like, oh, so you guys have like a legit podcast? And we're like, yep. She goes, so you're not like recording in your parents' basement? And I thought, no, but sort of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we, you might think we're in a studio, but we're actually not. But we're not. I nope. think we just have good microphones. So. We have good microphones and good software and yeah. makes it easy because you don't have to leave home. No, I don't. <laughs> Ever. You always come to me. Once in a while, we've done it from your laptop. Yeah. Or um, from the, the ORC at a hotel or from the, the picnic table at Manresa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super fun. Those ones you'll usually notice the sound will be a little bit different and we don't have our regular everyday intro and extra. Yeah. Because that's not for some reason saved on your computer. I should figure that out, though, so we have some uniformity. Yeah. We've made a lot of improvements. Um, since day one. Since 2017. Absolutely. When we first started this podcast. And uh, one of them is we are trying to become a little bit more regular. Um, we're not eating more fiber. We're just trying to deliver <laughs> <laughs> some uh, uniformity to you. Yeah. So that once a week, there's a little something new from Julie and I. Every Friday. So hopefully you are um, set up for automatic download. I know that I'm on the podcast Mm -hmm. for iTunes app and Mm -hmm. I'm a subscriber. So everything we upload just automatically gets downloaded when I'm on Wi-Fi only. I suggest that for you as well. So it doesn't eat up your data. Mm -hmm. You can download it at home and then you can listen anywhere you go. And it doesn't cost you any data usage if you download our podcast at home. So I suggest that. So the ORC is a month away. Ontario yes. Regional Conference of Alcoholics mm-hmm. Anonymous here in Toronto at the Sheridan. I know. I know you're not going. I can see your face. Oh. I will be there. Um, Manresa has also set up a hospitality suite that I will be manning mm-hmm. um, so that people can get to know what a 12-step... It's called Spirituality of the 12 Steps and what it is and who can come and different options for people. So we're hoping that more 12-steppers know that that's available to them because a lot of I think everyone can benefit from a retreat um and I know they're the Matt Talbot retreats are popular in the states but up here um we have 
not too many places that have 12-step retreats. Mm-hmm. So, and that's a big cool. space. Yeah. It's a big space that holds, like, when I've been. We I went have once 64 and, beds. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So it's a fun weekend. There was only 64 women there. It felt like 100. I know. When I first went, I was like, there's hundreds of women here. Yeah. And, but it was a big group that first time. I think it was 70. Okay. Because they were using the other facility, too. Wow. Yeah. It still feels like way more people than that. Yeah. And it's not like I was brand new in recovery when I went either. So, yeah. um, but, and we are a loud bunch. We're a happy, joyous bunch. I you know. know. It's crazy when I you know. get the recovery, and you, well, you get you the see bug. Us at the ORCs and the world conferences, we're a bunch of Looney Tunes. It's oh, awesome. I know. <laughs> Completely sober and yet totally insane. And having such a great I time. Know. But not the insane that we used to be. No, not like unruly right. and detached, like totally in our bodies and thrilled to be in the fellowship. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Super great. So I am sorry that I'm going to miss it this year. I was really hoping that we would be there together as we often are. And mm-hmm. this time we would um, set up in advance to record some things. Another idea I want to do is I want to have guests. And I, I could do that while, I, while I'm there. That would be awesome. Yeah. I think just, um, too, having, like, recording people for 15 minutes tell us your story. Yeah. And uh, so that might be something you might want to do at the ORC. Get a couple recorded, and then we'll upload yeah, them properly. Good. Well, speaking of telling stories, I told mm-hmm. my story at a group on Friday, That's which right. was fun because I haven't spoken in a while. And um, I talked a little bit about my uh, meltdown last year and my decision to go on meds. And it could have been just me, but I felt like there was a couple of long timers in the room that were looking at me like drugs and depression are an outside issue. So I went to the source and I found actually lots of times in the big book and the 12 and 12 where it talks about specifically anxiety and depression and drugs. Okay. I don't think it's an outside issue. Uh, especially in the fourth, they talk about common symptoms of emotional insecurity or worry, anger, self-pity, and depression. We have drunk to drown feelings of fear, frustration, and depression. Um, questioning directed to this end might run like this. Looking at both past and present, what sex situations, sex situations have caused me anxiety, bitterness, frustration, or depression. The alarming physical and mental symptoms, the deepening pall of remorse, depression. Uh, In some circumstances, we have gone out deliberately to get drunk, feeling ourselves justified by nervousness, anger, worry, depression. To those of us who have hitherto known only excitement, depression, or anxiety, it's all through the big book. So it's not an outside issue. And there's also drugs. In the doctor's opinion, it talks about um, treating alcoholics and drug addicts it talks about um you know dr bob struggled with drug addiction they talked about Mm. um the use of nightshades along with uh that weird gross concoction belladonna the belladonna treatment and uh the uh sourcrouty jar of whatever that shit is and kill people how that was a way to bring people down much like we use valium today or suboxone in treatment centers right so I think it's a very well-founded case for that's not an outside issue. I think it's just sort of an old script. Um, it's like in terms of scripture in the church, is I often think, is this tradition or is this actually scriptural? Right. So in terms of drugs and depression and anxiety, is it actually an outside issue or is this something that for some reason people think has nothing to do with alcoholism? I think I had an old timer say to me once, when you talk of drugs, I totally tune out because that's not my experience. I'm an alcoholic. 
I can only relate to um, alcoholism. And, uh, and so then I said, well, on page seven of the big book, Bill talks about taking sedative and gin. Mm-hmm. So he was cross-addicted. Yep. He was taking so much gin that then to come down, he had to have a sedative or to calm his nerves. He would take a sedative. So he was cross-addicted. Yep. So I said, drugs are mentioned in the big book. So just like you, I was talking about it. I think for some people too, the difficulty is, because I know when I first came in, um, I was trying to find any solution that wasn't the work of AA. <laughs> <laughs> the easier, softer way. Yes. So I did go to a doctor and say, I think I'm depressed. Really, for me, I was not diagnosed at that time with depression. Although I think she did diagnose me with a mild depression, but I did try the pills and it didn't seem to make much of a difference in my life mm-hmm. at all. Um, and I still felt sad. <laughs> and then I did the work and then that sadness was lifted. And I think the fear is that there are a lot of people who come in here like me looking for that easier, softer way. And if there's a pill that can cure all this, oh yeah, of course, people are going to choose that yes. instead of doing the spiritual work because this is work. Um, the difference is that when this is why it also says in the big book, we are not psychologists. We're not psychiatrists. We're not doctors. It's not up to us yes. to tell you uh, you should or should not take medicine, but you have to work with like I think one um, consistent psychologist or psychiatrist that knows you and you have to be fully honest with them. And if you also, if you're being fully honest with them, if you're saying I'm also an mm-hmm. addict and I'm an alcoholic. So a lot of people go to a psychiatrist and they leave out their alcoholism. They don't tell the I know. doctor. I did that. And I remember uh, one doctor I saw, I was telling her, she was asking me about drinking and I was telling her about my drinking. And she said, have you ever thought about being treated for alcoholism and I'm like no and she actually said which was amazing I I cannot continue to work with you until you go get treated for alcoholism first good for her yeah which is very rare because it's real easy to pick up that script pad and write a prescription um and another thing I think the difficulty too with a lot of rehab centers they're doing the marijuana treatment route um so they're prescribing a lot of um marijuana medicinal marijuana for people and I know for me personally that's something that I can easily get hooked on again for me it's an easier softer way yeah and if you're in a sedated state of mind how are you going to be able to do any work how is the message going to be able to get in so we're not saying that you can't take um what have we we've talked about this before um serotonin uptake inhibitors like yes there are people who need or if you have been like a severe diagnosis um like bipolar or borderline personality disorder or schizophrenia you absolutely need to be on medication yes. <laughs> right it's not just about it's like um uh, praying and then doing nothing for your for your condition mm-hmm. i don't think that's going to help you but if you pray um, for willingness and you pray to do the work and then you actually do work, those things work together. Like that's yeah. a faith that works. That's a program of action. Yes. Not doing a your program part. of wishful thinking. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's also, you know how we have those pamphlets at meetings? Pamphlets and what is for it? For free. Yeah. But what do they say? Pamphlets and 
Pamphlets are free, soft, and hard covers at cost or whatever. Yes. There is a really good pamphlet that AA publishes, and it's called the AA Member Medications and Other Drugs. It's a long pamphlet. It's 24 pages, mm. but it talks about all of these ideas, and it actually gives like little stories of alcoholics that both have to be on medication, like lithium or stuff like schizophrenia, depression, yep. anxiety, and some alcoholics that realized that only after they got clean and sober they didn't need meds. Mm-hmm. So it's a really good thing to request from either head office or your home group yeah, if you want to do more research on it. And here's another suggestion. If you do, if you are on medication and you come into the program and then you're thinking, oh, maybe I don't need this medication anymore, don't just stop oh, taking we have seen the your medication. Happen. No, <laughs> talk to your physician about yes. that, and they will happily wean you off of that medication on a test run, and they do it, um, you know, in a dose by dose situation, case by case basis. Yeah, we are not doctors or therapists or marriage counselors, yeah, or whatever. We're just experts in our own recovery, yeah. and. Um, and I find, too, that AA is full of people now who are cross-addicted. Mm-hmm. So if you did get that feeling like some people were judging you or get rolling their eyes, I think it's probably from people who've been around for a really long time and had no experience with drugs. Yeah, It's um, hard to find a pure alcoholic these days. Yeah. Like someone, and when I say that, it's someone that has no mental health issues, no cross-addictions, alcoholism was their only issue. Mm-hmm. It's really hard these days. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's a good topic. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, I love that you mentioned the pamphlet because I don't know if we've mentioned that before. And all of these pamphlets, you can, if you, uh, if, if your home group doesn't have it, ask your home group to order it. Yeah. They can order it from the intergroup office here in yeah. Toronto. Uh, you yourself, you can write um, the world, what's it called? Orga- oh, world Service. World Service Organization in New York City. Yep. You can write them and, and ask for a pamphlet. on everything. I think there's they have it like, online. You can buy it. <laughs> there's young people in AA. There's gay and lesbian in AA. There's military in AA. There's stuff on corrections, on medications, on am I an alcoholic? Am I too young to be an alcoholic? Like, yeah. I always go to the home groups and I look at their pamphlets to see what I can yeah. learn. Yeah, sponsorship is a really good one. We do a big book package, which is just a little uh, envelope that we've stuffed with a bunch of different pamphlets like that, maybe a meeting book for newcomers. And when I was at the library table, I noticed that what is a sponsor wasn't in there. Mm. Like we should have this in there. So I started to put them in there. I don't know if they still do, but yeah, um, yeah, that's kind of integral. Yeah. You need to know what a sponsor is and um, and a person you can ask is a temporary sponsor who puts their hand up at a meeting or stands up at a meeting and identifies. Yeah. That person is saying, if you have any questions, I'm here to help. Which was only you last night at the meeting. <laughs> the chairperson was like, anybody willing to be a temporary sponsor, please put your hand up. And it was only Lisa in a room of like 40 people. And the chairperson <laughs> went, that is the one person. <laughs> <laughs> you can talk. You're only allowed. Sorry about your luck. That's what I said. Sorry about your luck, folks. <laughs> but I'm it. And this is a cool segue into our next podcast because I want to talk about your awesome share yesterday on step three and higher power stuff. Okay. I was like, that's my heartmate, everybody. (laughs) I wanted to record it. It was really good. Yeah. No pressure. Probably won't be the same now, but But I can't even remember. I remember the gist already. Okay. All right. That's coming up next. Okay. Thanks a lot for joining us. I'm Lisa. I'm Julie. And this has been Two Sober Chicks. Happy 24.